deadly. The Bombarded Podcast Show sponsor. Kinky, so kinky, because he gives. We can fly. Boogie. Kathy, are you ready to experience the love wizard? If it's you, then no, I'm not experiencing you. I am the love wizard. (laughs) I don't know why I'm the love wizard, but that's just the mode I'm in. I got Uh to scare someone today. Uh It was fun. It, It brought up, this is like, this show and last week's show is like all the review stuff. So I'm excited. About this because I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 oh love wizard. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to love wizard. <laughs> That's my new name. It's pretty pimp. I'm not huh? calling you that. I'm not calling you that. Why not call me Lord Love Wizard? Oh, that doesn't make it any better. No. How about Lord Weenie? That's a good <laughs> second. It's a close second. <laughs> Lord Weenie's pretty cool, actually. You'll, I'll take anything that has a word Lord in it. You're like, okay, uh, yeah, pretty fine. much. I am not picky <laughs> about my deity status. I'll pretty much take no. any level. I wanted to go for wizard because, you know, Harry Potter. And I just, you know, I'd want to just want to go to Hogwarts and spend some time and, you know, eat the food and have ghost sex with, you know, Moaning Myrtle and stuff like that. Have you ever fantasized about her or is that just me? Like, because she can go underwater and... No, Moaning Myrtle is, first of all, she's a child. She died when she was a child. Yeah, but she's like 300 years old. She's not a child. She's been there. There's a certain amount of maturity that happens. She's been dead for a long time. So the age of consent. What is the age of consent on a ghost? one thing Moaning Myrtle is, (laughs) if there's one thing Moaning Myrtle is not, is mature. And besides, she looks like a child. It's creepy. Why are She's we talking about this? She's not a child. The actress that played her was like 30-something years old when she played her. You didn't know that? I get it, but it looks like a child. So to fantasize about someone who looks like a child is you no good. You know what? You fucking just have to just understand that she does not have to hold her breath. She could go under the water when you're sitting in there. Why was Harry naked, by the way? I see where you're going with this. Yeah, why was Harry naked uh, when he was, he was in, in there? What do you mean? All right, fine then. Uh, let's move on. Yes, we're not going to talk about fantasizing anymore. <laughs> well, what kind of show is this? Jesus Christ. I know, that's right. It would be kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's have a very serious discussion about serious, serious things. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Whoa. <laughs> Hello and welcome. To a very chaotic, perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle sex and moaning Myrtle holding her breath, sucking my Harry Potter-style dick. But not Harry Potter's dick, my dick, just mine. That's kind of weird. I don't want to anthropomorphize Harry Potter. What? Okay, go. Oh, my God. uh, We're recording tonight. What do you want? I'm Kathy, and that's Boogie. Let's go already. (laughs) Can you tell we're (laughs) off to a fun start? 
I'm in a mood, Boogie. You know, you're in a mood. This is a good... Why are you in a mood? What's your mood about, Kathy? I will tell you, but you need to keep it together, man, because I'm about to blow your mind, okay? Oh, wow. This is going to be cool. Like, blow blow my mind, or are you just building up some bullshit? Oh, no, no. I'm blowing your mind, but you may not like it. Just... I'm going to... I got to preface this, Okay. Okay. You gotta, you gotta go easy on me because I'm in a very vulnerable place right now, and I am absolutely 100% on board with talking about it uh, with you and the listeners. I am absolutely not going to give you details or too much personal information. But here goes. You ready? Okay. Thank you for thank you for uh, giving me a heads up. Because, oh, you're going to be very thankful I gave you that heads that's up. That's good because I was like all ready to just whatever go for it. And now all of a sudden yeah. I have to shift gears and I'm like, yes, Catherine, what would you like to share? We are respectful of your limits and feelings and I want to be a supportive person. Okay. Give me all some right, shit. Ready? Give me the shit. All right. Creative Explorer broke up with me. Why was that in the back of my mind? Because I gave you that, you know, very careful, don't fuck with me. And you thought that's, it's going to be a bad one. And that's about as bad as it can get. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. We're we're in, we're in for this. I know. I don't know where to go. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I'm like, this is not how I expected to start a show. Uh, First off, how are you? Right off. I I didn't, I wasn't even sure I was going to say it you know talk about this so it's not that i wanted to keep it from you but i needed to uh you know see how it goes but i'm okay i'm i'm doing actually a a lot better than you would imagine simply because the aftermath of what happened did a complete flip on me it's very difficult to generalize i'm going to try he broke up with me because he's moved, he wanted to move in with that other, uh, well, she shall henceforth be known as the cunt. Right. And that is how we shall refer to her. Now, is this jokingly cunt, or is this she's a cunt? Well, she that's my impression of her. Okay. No, that's, uh, that's really my impression of her, and it's because I'm in a very angry state right now. But I will say that I have never, the, the few times, there's been like four, uh, three, four times that I have encountered with her and none of them have gone well. And I always came away with an extremely negative opinion of her. I just happen to think she is not a quality human being and she has not treated me well. So I have little reason to give her any respect. So, so she is a cunt then? I think so. And you feel maybe she manipulated Creative Explorer? No, uh, she did not. He was easily, he, I'll tell you that um, it was a very hard uh, afternoon we had. It actually didn't last more than maybe 45 minutes, an hour when he told me. And I was not happy. And um, he did it in a very, a very bad way that when, it, when you're breaking up with someone, as you know, it's, it's not fun no matter how anyone does it. Right. But there's a way that someone who supposedly has loved you for the last seven years can do it to at least assure that you will have a friendship when it's over. And uh, while he was not a total fucking asshole, he did not really think about me at all. And that 
hurts more than any breakup ever could. Uh, yeah. And the result, unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know what, what went on, but I did not go off on him, but I did tell him what I thought. And I did uh, tell him in no uncertain terms what I thought about her, what I thought about his decision, and what I thought about how he had treated me. And so compelling, I guess, I don't know how to put it, was the things that I said, that he went into uh, an absolute tailspin. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I did not find out until later, that he has, has been in the middle of a, con a crisis of conscience. It's the only way I can put it. He has been reaching out to friends and has realized he just made the biggest mistake of his life and has reached out to me on email and told me all of this and that he, wa he wants nothing more than to take it back and feels tremendous anxiety for having caused me so much pain and doesn't understand how he didn't see that what he was doing was a big mistake. That, I will tell you, Boogie, while it eases the sting, yes, it does not make it go away. Because no. as you know, and you know that our listeners know, anybody who's been uh, rejected or had been broken up with understands this phenomenon. You, Where once you could touch that person, kiss them, you had some say in their life, within the span of a few seconds, you no longer have that. Right. And it's harder when that person is someone that, like Creative Explorer to me, was my best friend. Right. And and so that shock is like a fucking brick wall in the face. And you walk out of there uh, not even knowing which way is up. And you're going to spend the next few weeks marshalling your thoughts to keep them from going where they're used to going, which is where that person is. And constantly reminding yourself, don't think about that because you're not wanted there anymore. It is it is a very long, ugly process that leaves you a fucking mess at the end of it. And then you start to pull yourself together. Now, I say this from experience because I don't like that I've been through this a lot of times, but I have. Uh, frankly, even two times is too much. Sure. And so I'm I'm very familiar with this process and what was it feels like a fucking stake to the heart every time you remember, oh they're together, oh they must be having such a wonderful time. I'm no longer wanted there, and I have to restructure my life uh, because I had become so I dug a groove in his life for myself. Right. So I was prepared for that. I was absolutely prepared for the crying, and I just came home. I grabbed all my stuff because I absolutely did not want to come back to his house while she was there and say, right. I'm going to come get my stuff now. Uh, so I grabbed as much as I could and uh, came home and, you know, my sister saw me on the doorstep crying with all my shit around me. Oh. She's like, oh, I knew exactly <laughs> oh. what had happened. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's 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 a look, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so she's been taking very, very good care of me. And it didn't take more than a couple of days for me to get the email from him of what he was feeling and he was going through. So not going to lie, that has taken a huge amount of pain away from me. Right. However, it's a big however. You can't go backwards. You can only go forwards. Yes. And the brutal, the brutal truth is he broke up with me. And his remorse while very real uh, does not do anything to alleviate 
the nervousness of moving forward. And so I have, I don't know how to say this. I've, I've moved forward with a breakup. Um, despite his sentiments and his wanting to rework our relationship, I have mailed him his uh, key. Right. And I have asked to be released because he forgot to do that when he broke up with me. Right. And those two things are, are very, uh, uh, very personal, highly emotional things to ask for and to give. And he uh, has accepted, of course, that that's what I need to do to move forward. I know it sounds cliche, but I need that closure. And I know it sounds callous, but he already broke up with me. The rest is is just a formality, but a very real and needed formality. Absolutely. So when you talk for our listeners, when you talk about being released, you're talking about him acknowledging and officially releasing the DS dynamic that you guys held together. Exactly. Thank okay. you for saying that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's where it is right now. We've had very little contact. It has only been through emails and it has been very few emails. And I basically explained to him that I... I hate, I hate, I don't like to have to have to see those words. I release you, but I need to see them. And honestly, just this is too much for me. I, I feel like someone took my heart out and just started batting it around. Now I want you. Now I don't. And all, all I want to do right now is get my balance back and be around people who care about me and feel better about myself without bursting into tears, knowing how close and how easily it came to not being in someone's life like that. And so I told him I will contact him when I'm ready, which quite frankly, and, and with two caveats, I don't know when that's going to be. And I don't know what will happen at that point. It, the best case scenario is we will be friends. I'm thinking and worst case scenario, I can't even stand to look at you. That is uh, right now. I mean, this is what like, not even a week old exactly exactly so a lot of the land i mean this uh, <laughs> kathy <Yeah, it's> <laughs> i can feel you you holding yourself back <laughs> well i'm holding myself back in certain things but there's nothing to hold back other than kathy for Whatever we call our relationship between you and I, uh, you're my priority, not him, not any of his feelings. Um, of, of course, course I don't I, know I, him or like him. <laughs> I've talked, I've talked shit about him for a long time. So, <laughs> yes. the, so the way that this went down, I mean, I have things that I admired about him and ways and things that he gave you, so forth, but. I guess for the listeners, no, Kathy did not give me a heads up on this. This is completely out of the blue for me. So, so if I, if I fumble over a lot of words and, and uh, a lot, it's because I really want to say what is supportive to, to Kathy in this, knowing that this is, this is a big deal. All of the words that I'm hearing about you in a short time are are pro Kathy. Yes, very much so. 
And and I have to say that if he hadn't had that turnaround, which I never expected, I would still be talking about it on the show, but I would be uh, more of a wreck and I would barely be able to keep it together. Well, you want to hear when somebody after after a long time that at least they're having some pains about it. I mean, you know, he's kind of in some ways, maybe not a sociopath, but but he's a little spectrumy as far as his, uh, you know, um, his feelings about. I mean, he has feelings, but he also I don't know if 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 empathy and compassion is his first instinct. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. Um, when I one of the things in the the minimal amount of contact we've had through emails. Um, one of the things I told him was, I'm not giving you an ultimatum, but I, I really hope that you take this advice and you need to get yourself tested to see if you're on the spectrum. Not because that's going to make me feel better or because I want to get some revenge on you. Nothing as stupid as that. I just think that if you have a couple of cognitive issues why wouldn't you go to an expert to get help on how to deal with those? Because there is no denying that the shitstorm that happened last week would not have happened if you, if my opinion, if you did not have these cognitive issues. And so I think they bear looking into um, solely for the reason that you can get help in, in figuring out if you have a blind spot in, in your cognition, you have no shame. There's no shame in going to a professional to find out how you do it. I mean, I, I know a friend who has, uh, who lost his eye in the one of his eyes in the line of duty. And he had to go to therapy to learn how to make up for that disability. There's no difference between that physical therapy that you have to go to and psychiatric therapy that you go through. Right. So that's one of the things. Um, that I have asked him to do because I am not an expert. And if we ever do get to a place where we're friends again, I, I am ill-equipped to help him in this area. And there's no denying that, that that had some part to play in all of this. Sure. Because a, a normal, a normal scenario. Well, I mean, what is normal? I mean, it, if, if you're talking about a healthy, relatively loving relationship, that there is a major change and it's going to involve ending the relationship or transitioning out of the relationship. There is a certain process where you consider the other person in the, in the initial moment. And, and if right. that didn't happen here, then, then that means there's, there's some, I mean, but once again, the way this went down and the things that you're saying to me, none of that. I'm surprised that you guys broke up, but, I'm not surprised that he didn't do it well. That is 100% not a surprise to me in the right. in everything that I've known about him. But once again, coming back, we can't change Creative Explorer. He's got to do what he's got to do to take care of himself and his relationships going forward for him. If this relationship has now transitioned and yeah. ended it really doesn't matter what the fuck he does. It really doesn't. Well, yeah, if I'm, I can, I can understand that. I, 
Uh, I still, I care for him a great deal. I mean, it doesn't, I have people that I love who have not necessarily treated me that great. And then I'm not very happy with their behavior towards me, but I love them because once that shit, it's like a fucking virus in your heart. (laughs) They get in there and they have to do something pretty horrible for you to disown them. So I've, I, you don't always get to choose who you love. And, but as we've spoken of in the show before, uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to put myself in harm's way. Uh, that means that I will be very careful to remove myself from the blast radius so that I am not harmed as much as I can. This is all fresh. Yeah. So really all that matters right now is is Kathy believing in Kathy and understanding that you don't deserve to be treated poorly. You don't deserve to be unwelcomed. And you sure the fuck don't need to be around somebody that doesn't welcome you. And you know, I have a real strong thing about that with myself. I don't want to be anywhere. I'm not welcome. Break up with me on the phone, break up in text. You tell me you don't want me. That's fucking fine. You ghost me. Certain people that I was very close with have recently completely ghosted me for whatever reason. You're not going to get a call from me. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere that I am not welcome. As much as I uh, don't value myself in some ways, that is one thing that I value myself in. Right. I don't want to be with anyone. I don't want to claw after anyone that doesn't want me. Yeah. And and it sounds like you have you have that for yourself. I I got to say that's it's it's very impressive. For you to even speak like this, I'm sure you have good time moments and bad moments. Yeah, and I, I really, I don't want to. It, it, the way I'm speaking right now is probably what you could expect from me a month from now. Like I said, I've been through this before, and it's a. I, I would be crying telling you this right now, and wouldn't have any problem sharing it with you. I really wouldn't because it's you, Boogie, and it's the listeners, and that's what you and I do on this podcast. But I would not be quite as calm as I am now. For this calm, Kathy, you would have to wait a, a month. Right. I was absolutely expecting that after having walked out there, which was so pathetic, Boogie. I mean, you should have seen it. I had <laughs> I you would not believe how much stuff I had accumulated over there. And it was just trip after trip, bag after bag, just grabbing uh, my stuff. And the only thing that kept me going was I'm not coming back up here and seeing that fucking cunt right in, in this house. So I'm taking it all right now. And I, I left out of there crying and I fully expected that. I my, the seat that I was sitting on would still be warm and he would have picked up the fucking phone to call the cunt up and say, okay, coast is clear, come over. I mean, he was that eager really? to, to do this. And I was um, shocked, just shocked. At the callousness. To, to, yeah, that's shit. No, I, I was shocked that it took only a mere few days for um, for me to get an email in which he said, yeah, um, this was the biggest mistake of my life. I regret having done it. And he reached out to his friends because he knew he couldn't reach out to me. Right. And his close circle of friends are the ones who who made him see something he didn't see. And so, you know, it's not quite as melodramatic as as it would normally be if if he had gone through with it. But um, yeah, I'm still I can I'm very sad. I'm very pissed off that something like this had to happen. I'm pissed off that everything that we built is. I feel like it's obliterated and that if we do, if we do have a relationship, I have, we have to rebuild it all again. Yeah. I mean, you know, once again, I'm trying to keep the 
the consu- well, consolation cliches to a minimum because they sound they just it, it's just not n- that necessary right now. But the history that you had and the good that you had, you know, was seven years, and it ended how it ended, and now we're here. So if it ended badly and people are going to learn from it, that's great. That's great. If he gets his, you know, if he learns from this, good for him. But at the same time, fuck him. Fuck his ice cream sandwich eating motherfucking ass. <laughs> it will take a long time to get and my respect for him back. That that really was so hurtful. At the best of times, like I said earlier, breakups are tough. You just you're being told that you're being downgraded, that someone looked at you and looked at the person next to you and said, I want that person and not you. It's not fun. But you know what? That's polyamory. A lot of times it's, I'm not necessarily going to get rid of you, but you're no longer a primary. You're now a secondary. And I'm quite sure. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's scary. If I did not have such a bad opinion of her and could actually enjoy her, her company, that's likely where it would go. Right. Where it might have gone where I, I I really would have taken at least three months, three to six months to get over this. And then I would have not just get over it, but get over it and feel happy and secure with myself again. And there's a very real possibility that, it, like I said, if I liked her, I could get over this if I really still wanted to be in a relationship with her. Right. The fact that I do not consider her a decent human being just ruins that. That means I can't even be in your fucking company right now. Sure. So anyway, I, I, if you have other questions, feel free to ask. But otherwise, I think that's pretty much it. No, I think it's fine. And for I, I, I'm going to do a poly save right now for our listeners and for our listeners that right now are going. This is why I could never do uh, poly um, monogamous relationships. end so the other partner can go and be with somebody else just as much as in a poly relationship. Exactly. It is no different. Yes. When somebody stops wanting you for whatever reason, maybe you had a part of it, maybe they had a part of it, maybe you grew apart, maybe people change, whatever the reason is. But it is not uh, solely a poly thing for someone to break up with somebody because they want somebody else. The only difference in poly is you can see it coming. Maybe. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, somebody doesn't cheat on you. They flat out tell you. And, and here's the thing, Boogie. This happens to be a situation where there's no space for me in this relationship anymore. It was made very clear to me that this person he was uh, going to move in with did not want him to have sex with any other partners. And he agreed. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's not polyamorous. That's monogamous, buddy. So the fact that you're, by by definition, you're telling me I cannot have a sexual relationship with you, that closes yet another door. I can now, at, at the best I can hope for here is a friendship with you. And you've just fucked that because you've treated me so badly sure. that why would I want to stay friends with someone who, who treated me? I mean, I, I don't stay friends with people who treat me like that. No. You, you could have had a shot at it if you had done it in a better way, if you had done it in a much more compassionate way. But that didn't happen. So, so that's where anyway. we are. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, I'm glad. I know this is a a, a strange type of show. I don't give a shit. This is. I think our listeners <laughs> love you, Kathy. There are Aww. hundreds and hundreds of people that legitimately have a relationship with you. It's, I mean, you may not know them, but through all the emails and, and all the years we've been doing this, you have a family of people that look up to you, that look up to the things that you say. And I cannot imagine that right now, along with me, a lot of our listeners are real shocked by this. I mean, not shocked in the sense that relationships do break up, but that you don't deserve to be treated like that. And we're not all going to get our pitchforks and go and fucking skewer uh, Captain Pussy <laughs> Monogamous boy. Um, <laughs> fuck, oh my God, I'm just, the blood is spurting all over my laptop of the shit that I want to say about fucking no, riffraff. No, I gotta tell you, Boogie, I- um, what? I really appreciate you not saying anything simply because um, that doesn't help me. No, and you know that. that's, and that's and why you're, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I, I mean, mean I, I have been in situations where friends of mine have gone through something similar and I fucking rip the guy a new one and I don't give a shit what anyone says, but I won't do it in front of, of my friend because right, they right. need my support at the time. And that will never change. They're, I'm actually speaking of a very specific friend of mine. Her relationship with the guy was not my relationship with the guy. So I understood when they became friends again and started speaking, I just never wanted to speak to him again. And that was perfectly okay. Absolutely. And I just want, I mean, there's two things I got to throw up. We're just going to, you know, before we move on, uh, first off, thank you on behalf of the listeners for, sharing this with us it, it really is a family matter this is you know this is a family thing because your relationship with creative explorer he has been a part of this show for seven years that's true um right. a very significant people know his fucking name they know his attitudes they know the shit i talk they know the things i don't like about him and then they know the things that you did like about him so he is now not a part of this show because anyone that doesn't treat you with respect uh can go fuck of you know just fuck off but um when you are ready mm-hmm. to talk shit about him i just want you to know um as girlfriend to girlfriend i am ready to um enjoy <laughs> that moment and second not that you're gonna take me up on it bro finger no bro i'm just I saying it i'm just no. I'm throwing it out just that's totally cool Dude. But I'm I have out. my own fingers and my own Lilo vibrator. Do what you have? Do you, you have another bro? <laughs> I mean, I'll put on a wig, and you can, you know, be chick bro fingers, cho right. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chick bro. Is a cho. Oh my god! No. No. All right, fine. Kathy, I Sorry. love you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I I love you. I cho love you. And uh, oh my god! And. Uh, if you would like, let us proceed. Yes, let us proceed to Fet Life stuff. Okay. Fet now, Life is the place where unicorns play. <laughs> Here's the thing. What was just shared for me, if you'll uh, humor me, I don't know if I can go into a Fet Life stuff. I have an interview, a great interview with Path Girl, 
and uh, we have some perverted mailboxes to put up. How about if we just go into Path Girl and then next week we'll do the Fat Life stuff? I say we let Path Girl raise the spirits of the <laughs> Church of Cock. <laughs> Super happy, happy, fluffy time. Everything's fine. Perverted Podcast Listener Segway. Well, hello there, Path Girl. Hello, Boogie. Oh, my goodness. I had to have you on. This is very impromptu. I was going to try to record you in the library, but, you know, they couldn't give me one of those little rooms. So I'm ah. in the car outside the library. And they heard about you. <laughs> they've heard, Yeah, they did. I looked at it. I'm like, I want to do some podcasting and talk about some titties and dicks and stuff going in holes and all that stuff. And she's like, there's no bookings. Leave the library. <laughs> But she was attractive. The librarian chick, she was like my age, but she was like, she had like longish hair. And I'm like, you know, I need someone my age right now. And so I kind of oh, tried to like, like. in pigtails or something? No, 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 no. She didn't. No, no. She didn't have the, she wasn't the pigtail like lady. No, this was just. Yeah. yeah. She was just the lady that works in the, the library. And you never know because the mask can be deceiving. Like, you know, she has really pretty eyes, but, you know, she could mm. she could have taken a shovel to the face or something and it's covered with the mask. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It worked my little fantasy. But enough of that. Yes. There's a reason for Path Girl to be here with us today. And it's a I was thinking about this because you and I talk a lot more now. We're almost like mm. buddies, but I don't want to say friends because then you'll die because everyone that I have as a friend dies. No. So, We're so you can just you can just be like you know, a, a kind of like Kathy. You know, you're just not really a friend, but I talk to you a bunch. <laughs> okay. So we've been talking because you know you're recently now available and on the prowl again, right? Yes, I am. You're you're going you're going full milf, just going after uh, what? Yes. Please call me milf, not cougar. I was about to say that you're going to call me a cougar. I still have a, a a cub in the next. That's the difference between a cougar and a milf. So well, yes, that's why I milf. called you a milf. I I know the yes. difference. Jesus, even though the reaction probably would have been funnier if I had called you a cougar. Oh. Um, but anyway, so you're out there doing your milf thing, and you're you're trying to wind, you know round up some leaven and you'd been talking to this one guy that you were going to go drive 400 miles to see how long have you been talking to this guy we've been talking for over a year uh we met in another kink podcast group uh when covid hit they were kind of doing weekly hangouts and we all kind of were just talking together trying to get through covid and we became friendly and it turns out he has the same wacko blood pressure disorder i have we're both medical professionals we have a huge amount in common um so then he's like well he sent me a message he's like do you want to talk offline i was like sure so we started talking through discord and we've been buddies for over a year now buddies but also you guys have been flirting from what i've been hearing from you for all this time yeah i mean he was at the tail end of a relationship with the girl he was dating i was at the tail end of a relationship with the guy i was dating we kind of helped each other through that and now it's just kind of like hey we're both single so hey why don't we actually put make plans to meet up <laughs> okay so now moving this delightfully along into where a penis goes inside of path girl <laughs> Which I've been pushing for for a long time. 
because you know I have been getting text messages. All it says is report. <laughs> that well, that's what you gotta do. Because I know sometimes you drag your feet, sometimes they drag their feet, and I've had the the honor of hearing about some of your less than stellar fucking uh, mate choices, and then yeah. You know, and of course, this one sounded like it had potential. And there is a lesson yes. at the end. We're not just talking about Path Girl um, on taking an adventure for Dick. Um, <laughs> but you did. You drove 400 miles to another state. Now then, you were trying to downplay everything to me and be like, no, no, no. If if I don't get laid, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to get in my car and drive hundreds of miles so I can have like a nice dinner with somebody and just, you know, bullshit. You're going for dick. You're I go- was not going for dick. If dick happened, it would have been awesome. So <laughs> it's wonderfully uh, mature of you. Yes. To do. But you were going for dick. Let's stop lying. <laughs> So you get out there, you start having a good time. You guys went to what? You guys went to like a renaissance fair and you squeezed your boobs in everyone's face? Uh, yeah, like when I came in on a Friday night, we just kind of met up for a quick dinner and to actually meet physically face to face and kind of plan our weekend. But yeah, that Saturday we went to a local renaissance fair. Uh, yes, and I was wearing an appropriately very tight and very blossoming corset. So my boobs were on full prominent display as I saw several gentlemen take partaking. <laughs> Wonderful. Now I'm going to back up to the yes. meeting. This was now day two, but you had met, you went to dinner, no dick, no dick, no right. makeout, no whatever. Now I'm getting right. annoyed <laughs> because I know that there's supposed to be some sort of sexual activity, kink. You guys are mutually kinky, mm-hmm. but there was no dick on the first night. First first warning sign of trouble okay so now <laughs> you, you have so. the next day now you're like oh well i'm tired i've driven okay whatever make up your bullshit you didn't fuck so now it's the next day you're gonna go on this thing you went to the renaissance fair you had fine now then you didn't even that day you didn't even play no yeah there was a lot of heavy flirting especially i'm walking around with my boobs hanging out of a corset so there's Plenty of jokes, but then eventually, uh, after the Renaissance Fair, I went back to my hotel and we showered. We went out to dinner, and I actually, upon your gentle <clears throat> pushing, I kind of threw myself under the bus and said, "Okay, we've been flirting for like over a year. What's what's going on here? <laughs> and you know, are you interested? I mean, am I driving 300 miles to meet somebody who's going to be a friend or or what? So, and there was very mutual attraction there. It's just the the long distance was the concern for both of us, obviously, but we started talking about different ways we could make it work. And we were pretty much talking on a daily basis through discord or text messages anyway. So, you know, communicate we had a huge amount of communication between each other. So that, that was a first for a year, for over a year. Yeah. For over a year. March of, yeah. So now here's, here's where I'm going to go. Obviously I, I am a pushy piece of shit and and you were very gentle in uh, explaining to the perverted podcast listeners how I gently suggested. It was not a gentle suggestion. I was like, what the fuck? This is going to now go into day three of this trip. And he, you know, shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But what I keyed in on is that there needs to be a discussion because maybe, just maybe, he really is into you, 
but he has some sort of insecurity. He could have erectile right. dysfunction. He could have any number of things. And so I was an advocate for the discussion that you had right. where you, as the submissive in this potential dynamic, does not always feel that they have the right to come up with that question. And Kathy and I have talked about it a lot on the show that sometimes even though you're the submissive, you may still recognize that there may be some sort of insecurity or problem with the dominant. Right. And it's okay to have that discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, a submissive shouldn't be afraid to go to their dominant. I mean, and I even know people that are in a master-slave relationship where they have a common person that if they need to have a discussion that they can kind of go to that mutual person and say, hey, I'm having this problem and that person will be, so it kind of doesn't break the dynamic. But you should, as a submissive, should not be afraid to go to their dominant, you know, as respectful of, of the power exchange, you know, maybe using honoristas like sir or, or daddy or whatever, but, or even I know some people that have uh, what they call drop role, where it's basically like, okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, whatever the relationship may be. And they drop the kink for a moment. You can have a very respectful conversation about, hey, I've noticed something that I'd like to talk to you about. It may be a little awkward or I may not know where to start, but we need to have, have a discussion. So kind of like uh, I do with the table, the table meetings with my exactly. partners where there's no yeah. dynamic. Now, then this wasn't an established dynamic. This right. was um, with everything you said. I absolutely agree with you, even in a dynamic that there are ways to have conversations with your partner and still maintain whatever integrity of the dynamic, however you do that. But in this right. case, what was really important to me that I wanted to bring you on and talk about was the fact that just because somebody is a dominant doesn't mean they don't have their own insecurities it doesn't mean they don't have their own feelings or their own reservations. And that doesn't mean they're not going to be a good dominant. It means they're fucking right. human. Exactly. I think pretty much every dominant I've been with has had some type of either insecurities or PTSD or some, something that just makes them human where it's just like you may be the domly dom, but, you know, something may be wrong with the headspace and it comes out. And that's where as a fellow human there's nothing wrong with pursuing that conversation because yeah. it, it doesn't take away from the dynamic in the relationship when there's a dynamic absolutely all the things you talked about um to keep your head in the game whatever and still have an open honest conversation that's fine but regardless of that it's important to understand that we are humans and sometimes it is okay for the person who's supposedly on the S side of the scale to initiate those conversations and to say, Hey, what's going on here? And who knows, maybe he wasn't into you or, you know, he didn't like your toenail polish or whatever the fuck is, you know, whatever his problem could have been. Right. But it turned out that it was something where he was kind of not knowing how to approach his feelings with you and you guys worked it out and as a result of that the next day yes. part of him went inside of you am i correct 
You're going to make me kiss and tell on a national broadcast. Shame on you, Boogie. Shut up. This is perverted <laughs> podcast. Did you fuck the guy or not? <laughs> yes, I fucked the guy. It was Thank great. Thank you. That is. <laughs> and we're, we're now officially dating long distance. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. That is. <laughs> that is. Look. <laughs> fucking path, girl. Yes. You've listened to the show a while. Anyone that's listened to the show a while, I am old and dying. <laughs> I am literally dying. We're all dying slowly, some quicker than others, maybe me a little quicker than others. We're all dying. Why are we wasting our time kicking our fucking heels in the sand, looking down? and being afraid of having conversations that cut to the fucking chase. Mm -hmm. What are we doing here? You can present it however you want, but you know, at some point, if you if you want something and you think the other person wants something, don't wait. Be the person to say, can we have a conversation about this? That's true, that's true. It, it, took, it took a minute for me to actually it's a good, putting a beer in me to actually, you know, kind of sit there and go, okay, I'm just going to throw the awkward grenade as I called it and just goes, hey, what's going on here? But as, as to point of that also, one of the things we also negotiated is saying, look, I'm just recently back out in the scene and I'm, I have a play partner that is a wonderful top and uh, there's a couple other tops in the community that I might look to play with that we also negotiated that, look, even though we're long distance, that doesn't mean that we can't still have play partners that are local to the area or if, you know, we go someplace and we want to, you know, play together or something. So sure. even though we're kind of being together, we can still be separate doing, having some pink time. So, and you were able to have that as a mature adult conversation. Yeah. And at the end of that, That's it worked out, even if it would have been to where he would have been just like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work for whatever his reasons were. It's better to just know. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of play the junior high game, which apparently isn't just for junior hires, because how many fucking adults do I know that just, you know, it's hard to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. There's going to be rejection. But dude, I've lived yeah. with rotting teeth in my head. Pull the <laughs> tooth. Even if you can't have the conversation. Write it all down in an email, a letter, and just go, hi, here, and just hand it to that person saying, because you can, I can understand how some people get so awkward or you want to make several points, you only make one, you get stuck on it. Write it down, text message, email, letter, and just go, please read this, and that way it'll be a good jumping off point for a discussion. Absolutely. Get support. Talk to friends. How am I going to approach this? But the sooner you have those conversations, the less time there is for spinning. And you're yes. going to know, move. how do you move forward? Mm -hmm. I don't need my friends to go punch some chick's friend in the arm and then pass that punch into her arm and say, did you like that? Will you go with Boogie? You know, mm -hmm. that's all bullshit. Stop, right. put, put down your fucking emotional support dog. And go have your own fucking conversation. Yeah. And then you'll find it, your answer. It, it may be the most awkward thing you do, but especially if in this situation it paid off the, the best because it's just, I'm not sitting here wondering like I have for the last several months going, 
is he into me or not? Is he not into me? Am I, how can I make this work? And I, I'm, I'm a spinner where it's just, I get those ideas in my head and whoo, yeah, it's bad. So it's, it was, it was really good to kind of get that. And I've, I've done the times where I've written that letter and handed it to somebody saying, look, this is everything I'm feeling, but I can't get it out to you. So, yeah. Well, I just want you to know that I know you were nervous and, and I, and I'm really, I'm just, it's good show. Good, thank you. good work on Path Girl. You took and the thank risk. thank you to Boogie for pushing me out there. <laughs> well, I'm just kind of a dick. I'm going to do that no matter what. Just because I oh, want you silly. to get laid. Aww. Like, you're just, also being an awesome friend. Don't say the fucking friend word. Do you know how okay. fucking terminal that is? Okay, you will you're my die. best buddy. You will die. <laughs> Well, at least I work in a morgue in a pathology lab, but, you know, I'll be right at home. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to be the dead one. Somebody's going to be cutting pieces off a path. I want a nipple. <laughs> oh, Do my God. Did we talk? Will? Did we? I put it on the will. I want, like, nipple earrings. I'll re-pierce my ears. Can you dry out nipples? Like, put of press them you... flat and stretch them like tanning? And then we'll dip them in, yeah. like, that, uh, you know, resin? Yeah, that's, it's a piece of skin. I mean, you sure. Yeah! Oh my god! And you play, you cut up boobs all the time. Yeah, I get breast reductions every day, breast cancer specimens. Yeah. I mean, do you get the nipples? <laughs> um, sometimes we do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they take the nipples and they re-implant them to kind of make the breast smaller. Oh, but if right. it's like, yeah. uh, yeah, if they if they do it for top surgery, like female, um, going to male, we'll we'll get the nipples. And the, really? the cool thing is now they do they do tattoo nipples now. It's I've seen some yeah. of them in some jar and they look amazing. Yeah. They look real if not let's just sit there and stare at them, so <laughs> pervert. You're the one talking about getting my nipples, sir. Well, I do want your nipples, but I'll take any nipples if you give it to me in an earring and it's like a human nipple earring. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm sure in it's pretty not HIPAA or you know, friendly or something. You did you missed the obvious of making nipple pacifiers. You can sit there and suck on my nipples all day. Oh. <laughs> Path girl, I just love how our conversations just always devolve into mm -hmm. death and morbidity. I love it. That's me. <laughs> Wiener monkeys, seafood buffet. Seafood buffet. Big monkey wieners got cat to thinking about dick all day. Path girl for bringing bringing a little uh, okay this is uncomfortable to the show yeah. okay slightly uncomfortable but god damn you really handled this well so uh not really but okay let's close the show that is the end of a very bizarre where are we 313 boogie 313 yes 313 thank you to all of you who support us by listening to our show pimping us out to your friends tagging us on fetlife or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast speaking of patreon i love our patreon supporters you guys are the reason that we're able to keep the lights on so to speak if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us through our FetLife profile entitled Perverted Podcast. And yes, Kathy, thank you, of course, to our glorious show sponsor, Headley, and all of the listeners. Um, I wish we could just spend all night, but we don't need to. 
we don't need to, Kathy. You're on a, a, a great path. I, with the Perverted Podcast listeners, I just want you to know I'm here. They're here. I'm pretty sure some people are going to be reaching out to you. And you have support. You have people that love you. And, and you surely have a lot of respect for the fact that you are putting Kathy first in this situation. And you are not allowing your emotions to at least at this point yeah make bad decisions for you and and right. i just i have mad respect for that you're an awesome human being and Aww. i take back half of the nasty shit i say about you when you're when you're wow. not when you're not around half, half. wow that's a half. lot you just have it you just have it this was a just <laughs> just half <laughs> not two thirds, half. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk a lot of shit about each other when we're not around. Oh yeah, we do. I'm pretty sure you do. I would love to hear half the shit that you say about me. Oh, Maybe not. We would not be friends Maybe. if you heard that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, kids. For those of our younger <laughs> listeners. This is what happens when you're old, nihilistic, and, and you don't give a crotchety. fuck anymore. Crotchety. Yes. You realize <laughs> this is all a fucking game. This is a cosmic joke. We get through this life. We love. We fuck. We eat. We disaster. And at the end, did you play the game? Did you have some good moments? And... And how do we grow from here? So that's why we keep doing this show. That's why I keep doing this show. Because it sure ain't the goddamn groupies. And we will see you <laughs> someday. Hey, by the way, Kathy's single now. All the dick. Line up. <laughs> hey. Line up. Help me, Rhonda, Kathy. Help me, Rhonda. That song oh was written God. for a reason. If you don't oh. want my bro finger. There should be bro fingers. At- Never mind. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. All right. <laughs> Woo-hoo! In the Victorian era, if you wanted to sell an old horse, you'd shave a piece of ginger root and shove it right up its ass. The horse would jump around and you'd say, oh, that horse is lively. What if I put it up my own bum? Oh, go- oh that's spicy. Ah! I was thinking back to all the rockin' sex I had And all the condoms I went through But I felt a little guilty cause I threw them away And I don't want to pollute So I thought real hard What could I make from the rubbers That filled so many sluts with love to my penis that mostly thinks for me and the genius struck from down below ho, 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 ho. I'll make a used condom 
wetsuit Surfing the waves of love Spread my seed across the seven seas Wearing 800 weenie gloves